Hello, my name is Wallace and I'm a pastor. I want to share with you some encouraging words, some encouraging words that really talk about grace and focus on the importance of grace, the need for grace. Grace is a powerful thing. It's unmatched. There's nothing like it. It's nothing this world knows of. The world we live in, the world system that we live in, doesn't know grace. If anything, it, it knows and does the opposite of grace. And so what is grace, friend? You need grace today, so what is it? I need grace today, so what is it? Friend, we need grace every day of our lives. The Christian needs grace and must understand grace. Grace simply defined is unmerited favor. It's favor that you receive that you don't deserve. On the contrary, you probably, in the world system, in your mind, according to breaking rules and facing consequences, you deserve the consequences to right? your mistakes. But grace doesn't give you what you deserve. It gives you favor. It gives you love, forgiveness. Grace is unmerited favor. If I can illustrate grace, I'd like to illustrate it by using my own marriage. For example, I can remember as a, as a young man married, I've been married now about 18 years. Uh, should be coming up on 19, um, 19 years. But 18 years of marriage, it, it's been a challenge, right? And, and when, when you're young and you're within that first few years of marriage, you're, you know, you're learning a lot about yourself and you're having to love another person and this other person has to love you and you're exposing yourself even more and they're seeing more of who you are and what you are. And they like to, you know, some people will say things like, that's not the person I married. Yes, it is. It just took time for, <laughs> for, for them to be revealed, right? And so that is the person. It just took time. But I can remember getting into arguments or fights or uh, being mean, you know, uh, towards my spouse um, uh, or my spouse, you know, being mean to me, saying something, doing something that I didn't like, uh, whether she knew it or not. Um, I was offended. Right. And so what I would do was very, very disgusting, honestly, and very rude and very uh, disrespectful and, and just outright mean. If she would do something towards me in which I was offended or said something, I would distance myself, right? I, I would separate from her and I would not even talk to her. I would avoid her and I with, withdrew from her and that, that really hurt her. It, it, it hurt her security. Uh, it, it really caused a lot of pain and, and, and I let her stir in that. I let her simmer in that pain and that distance and because it was my way and you say, well, why would you do something like that? Because I'm a sinner. Okay. I, I, that's my, that's my problem. It's not right, but that's, that's, that's my struggle. And so, so I would do that because I felt like as if I had to punish her for her wrong done unto me. I felt as if I had to get back at her. I didn't show her grace. You see, I was giving her the penalty 
of what I saw to be sin against me, which is crazy because I'm not God. I can't possibly judge rightly. So who am I to even to even condemn someone and, and inflict punishment, right? And so I would do that. I did not show her grace, yet she showed me grace. But you know, in that relationship, in talking about relationships in general, grace is important because grace is the catalyst. You see, this unmerited favor, this grace, this power of grace is a stimulus. It's a catalyst. It's a stimulant for Christian growth. It enables us to grow because it enables us to see and to know God. Because this grace thing shows how awesome God is. It shows His love for us. It exposes His gentleness towards us, His kindness, His long-suffering, His patience for us, towards us. Grace is the catalyst for Christian growth because it enables us to see and know God. Therefore, with seeing and knowing God more, seeing His truth exposed and in our midst in a real-life experience, this grace then outlines the way we should live. Grace is the stimulant for Christian growth because it enables us to see and know God. Therefore, we're able to live in accordance with His Word. You see, grace is a must for you, for me, in our relationships. Without grace, we cannot grow. Without grace, we can't see God or know God. His grace enables us. It enlightens us. It illuminates our vision. Because the world, you see, the way the world works, the world closes you down. It shuts you in. It makes you feel bad. It pushes you away. It crushes you. But this love, this love that was manifested and ultimately shown on the cross where Jesus takes our place, that's grace. Because we deserve that death. But when we see the cross, we see grace. We see unmerited favor. And so we see God and we know God more. By looking at the cross, by saying, wow, look what God has done despite my sin. He died in my place. I don't deserve it. And so then we are attracted to him. We are drawn near to him through this grace. It's the same thing in a marriage, in a relationship. My friend, you need to give that person grace so that you can grow, so that you can be united, So that your spouse can grow in their sinful walk of this life. They're struggling. They're up and down and they're they're making mistakes. Grace is the only thing that will enable them to grow, to be a better husband or a better wife. But you can't give what you don't have. If you're trying to give grace to your spouse, yet you're not spending time with God, learning this grace, then you can't give what you don't have. You can't feed them this grace if you're not being fed first. That's why your number one love must be Christ. 
so that He can show you His grace, give you His grace, so that you can grow, so that you can see and know God more. And therefore, you will be able to live according to His Word, which is to live by grace. Give others grace. You know, the world doesn't understand grace. And we see examples all throughout Scripture about the importance of grace. People say, oh, the Old Testament is so gruesome and, and so horrible. Man, I can show you time and time again in the Old Testament. And you just go back and look and look for grace. You will see God's patience and grace towards His people. Now, was there judgment? Yes. Was it gruesome? Yes. But you saw many, many times where God was so gracious in the Old Testament. But I want to look at a verse in Luke chapter 18. Uh, a few verses in Luke chapter 18 and regarding grace. Uh, individuals don't understand grace because they don't understand uh, uh, this, this type of, this God, you know, this, this, this God teaching, this, this, this out of this world really concept and, and act uh, of, of, of God. They just can't comprehend it. They think that, you know, we think that, you know, being in this world system and, and being in, the, in this flesh which is fallen, uh, and, and tends to bend and live according to the way of the world by not giving grace or un therefore just simply understanding grace. Uh, and uh, again, we can't give it if we don't understand it. But when we look at the, the wealthy ruler here in Luke chapter 18, uh, check it out. There's a few verses I want to cover and we'll, we'll wrap this up. Here in, in Luke chapter 18, verse 18, it says that now a certain ruler asked him, that being Jesus, so there was a ruler, right, a wealthy ruler. He says to Christ, he says, good teacher, what must I do? You see, stop, pause, pump the brakes, right? Do, do what? You're already asking what to do. What can you do to, to inherit eternal life, he says. And Jesus said to him, he says, why do you call me good? He says, no one is good except God alone. So God, God is the only one that is good. No man is good. He says, no one. He didn't say you, rich young ruler, and some like you, and God. He says, no one is good except God alone. So we are all bad, right? Fallen, sinful, deserving the death, the penalty of our sin, period. But yet we as humans think we can do good in order to gain God's favor. You see, that's not grace. You get what you, you, you work for. That's not grace, but that's what he's asking. He says, what can I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says that you know the commandments. He says, he says uh, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not get false testimony, honor your father and your mother. And the man replied, I have wholeheartedly obeyed all the laws since my youth. I am good. I have done these things. And then Jesus says, Jesus heard this, right? And he said to him, one thing you still lack Go sell everything. Well, he couldn't sell everything. We fast forward and we get to, to verse 26. It says, those who heard this, right? Those who heard this, what's this referring to? What Jesus said earlier, a few verses before that. He says, it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God, right? He says, in fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle that's impossible, right? An eye of a needle, a camel, not going to happen. It's, it's, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this said, then who can be saved? That's the question. Who can be saved? He replied, what is impossible for humans 
is possible for God. Okay. So the only way I can be saved, the only, one I, the only way I can be right with God is if God does it. Because it's impossible with me as a human. But it's possible for God. Grace is the thing that makes this possible. It's not my works. It's not me paying my penalty. Christ paid my penalty. He has made it possible for me. So we are like this rich young ruler here, this rich ruler who says, what can I do? What should I do? He doesn't understand grace. Grace is a must. My friend, it's a must. It is the catalyst, the stimulant for Christian growth. It is the only way we can be saved. It's the stimulant for Christian growth because it enables us to see and know God. Therefore, when we see and know God, we can live in accordance with His Word, that which He exposes to us through grace. My friend, focus on grace today. Dig into it. Grab a hold of it. Accept it. Cling to it each and every day. You and I, we need grace. Lord bless you. Lord keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you. Amen. Amen.